This is episode four of Bringing the Heat with Grant Farrow of Mr. Sources. Welcome, Grant. Now, tell me, how did you get started with Hot Sauce? I actually run two other companies. So what happened was about two years ago now, obviously you don't start a sauce company or you don't start making sauces if you don't have a passion. Mm. So, you know, what tends to happen with a lot of the industry and what I've realized getting into the chili group is we all have the same passions. You either run with it and dedicate yourself to it and it becomes a job. Otherwise, you sort of play on the fringe for years and years. You get called Mr. Marinade and then eventually Mr. Sources because you do all of these things. And then my wife actually lost her job. So that was probably two years ago. And she tried probably for about seven odd months applying for a job, applying for a job. And, you know, that didn't respond to you. It just was a very negative process. And she was getting more and more demoralized, etc. And I said, Jed, you know what? I've anticipated selling one of my companies, which is is dragging on. However, I said, if this is something we wanted to do, let's push the button on Mr. Sources. Let's actually mm-hmm. take it to the next level. I'll employ you. The, the you know the, the passion's there, and we do it together anyway. So you can do it full time. You can stay at home. You can you know it's a very very flexible kind of thing, and and obviously volume will dictate how how you expand. That was all well and good until. We couldn't get the type of chilies that I needed. Now, I'm, I'm in basically in a company that I work in. I'm the kind of person that if I need something, I will source the world till I find it. We get it manufactured and then we give it to someone. So it was no different. I thought, I'll just sort of find some Serrano chilies. And the deeper I dug into it, the, the quicker I realized, well, WA is this little island in the middle of nowhere. And we actually have some, some serious geographical problems. We don't have the certain type of diseases that the eastern states have, so we can't bring in whole pods. We also can't bring in chili flakes with seeds in, etc. So you sit there going, okay. So now I can't import from the rest of the world. I can't import from the eastern states. And we're sitting here stuck. The funny thing is I also realized that we can export. We can export over east and we can export overseas. So I went, okay, well, therein lies an opportunity. So I was stuck where I couldn't get the type of chili that I needed. So a long story short, we actually hired a a farmer along the way that was, first of all, he was a certified organic farmer. And the reason I stumbled upon him was someone said I should get hold of him because he had heaps of chilies. So I got hold of him and the heaps of chilies were jalapenos. Now, if you take a bunch of jalapenos to the uh, chili seed exchange or the forums, you get laughed at. I mean, <laughs> we're talking super hot country. So I spoke to the farmer and he seemed to know what he was talking about. We're talking about a season before. So you actually need to get your seeds and things ordered the season before so they can plan, plant seedlings, etc. So by September, you know, they're ready to go. So I spoke to him and he said, no, he's been let down too many times. He's not going to grow for anyone, et cetera, et cetera. Now, this was pretty much the last straw. I'd spoken to everyone about supplying Serranos, couldn't get it. So 
I then um, said to him, I said, well, what chilies have you got? He said, well, jalapenos. And I said, okay. I said, you know, how, how much? And he said, well, you know, the certified organics are technically, they should be more expensive, but I can't get rid of them. And there's sort of two acres on the bush. And this is the situation he finds himself in. So I said, okay. I said, I'll take a hundred kilos. And he said, oh, okay. That's two bucks a kilo. I said, no, no, no. I'll pay $4 a kilo. And he went, why would you do that? And I said, because I know you're going to grow serranos for me next season. And he went, you're right. And so I bought 100 kilos. <laughs> they landed up here. I ended up putting them on the forum and we got rid of some poppers and everyone was doing pickled jalapenos and poppers, etc. And I was actually pretty much giving them away. And that actually got me a secure farmer who, who was prepared to grow 750 bushes for me. 500 bushes of serrano, uh, 250 bushes of bird's eye. So that was last season. Um, supposed to go in the ground in September. Now, we've had the crappiest summer in the world. Everyone's been affected. No one can get pods. And therein lies another problem. So I, I decided to start bringing some spices in, um, ground pods, so actual powder. And I, I started supplying some of the people in the, the chili game. So a lot of the jerky makers and a lot of the sauce makers actually use some of the spices that I can get in. I pretty much let them go at cost because what it's about is it's about helping the chili community. It's a very, very tight-knit group. They're the most incredible people, people like Paul, you know, I've supplied him things, he's supplied me things. It's just a lot of good, good people. So we've actually, we've developed quite a bit through the group. And anyway, I, um, three weeks ago, Picked up 250 kilos of chilies. I had to get two 500-liter freezers. Then I picked another 250 kilograms of chilies. So <laughs> we're now at the point where we're um, we've got enough. Um, but now we're actually <laughs> onto the next level. So I couldn't actually supply stores because I didn't want to go and promise someone a product and then have to under-deliver or not have a continuous supply. So. In the meantime, I've been getting all my labeling uh, correct. You know, we've been through a certification process. You um, take it to a lab, test your pH, sort all of that stuff out. That's all been done ages ago. But new labels have been done, ready for the for shelves, store, etc. And that's the next phase. So now I'm actually looking, because I've got chilies, at expanding and how we expand is, is where we're at next. Okay. If we could just take it back a little bit further, how did it all actually start for you? At what point did you say, okay, well, you know, maybe I've got a chili bush outside, I'll, I'll just try and make a sauce. Where did it actually begin? Okay. So I've always been experimenting and I've always made my own sauces. So whether it's, whether it's mixing up, a, you know, rib sauce 10 plus years ago, um, I've always done that. I've always had my own recipe file. So, you know, Whatever sauce or marinade it is, I, I, you know, I'd go to a restaurant, and this is probably 15 years ago. I'd go to a restaurant, taste some prawns, and literally reverse analyze it in my head. I have the unique ability to have a very, very dexterous palate. I suppose if you want to, if you want to call it something, I, I can taste something, and I'll know pretty much what's in it. It's actually, it's, it blows me away sometimes because I'll come back. I'll actually give it a first go, and usually I'm 90% there. Nando's was a big influence for me. Um, as you can hear, I've probably got a little bit of an accent still. Um, I've been here for 23, 24 years, but um, Nando's is from South Africa. It's Portuguese influence, but they were they were first stores in South Africa. 
And um, that was our, you know, go-to food. You'd go get an extra hot Nando's burger even way back then, um, and you'd eat two of them, and that was your default hangover food, I suppose. And so for me, that flavor was just something that I always loved, you know. And after moving here, there were Nando's, you know, restaurants here. And that, that's always been a, a litmus test for me, that the flavor and the taste, the lemony, the chicken, you know, on the coals, for me, has always been a, a good thing. So I've always done a version of or with Nando's on um, on the open coals, and you know that's that's what we've eaten. You know whether it's pieces of chicken, wings, breasts, etc. So that was always something that I strive to. That's why I started Peri Peri itself. And the funny thing is, when I when I went down this journey, I did grow my own bushes to find out what the flavour was, and and the missing flavour was serrano chilies for me. So I had bird's eyes, and it was just off. It wasn't wasn't quite there. It was only when I grew serranos. Did my first batch, and I, it was a light bulb moment. I went, okay, now I've found the missing ingredient. So for me, that was probably about three years ago that that I'd sort of, in inverted commas, nailed it. Happy with my myself. So it took another <laughs> another two years of experimenting, growing chilies, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, before you've really nailed it. But um, for me, it was a it was a balance because I didn't want any any crap in the sauce you know it's one of those things you want a, an msg free uh, we've got organic chilies as a start so you want to try and keep that ethos down if you look at the back of our labels i mean the sugar is 0.4 of a gram um, per serving it's it's negligible so you know low salt low sugar um we we have the right ph so the sauces last um it's just a you know that that was the the overriding thing one side done that it got me excited about sources again and to you know the, the push the button moment was was when Philip couldn't find a job and I said you know what I'm happy that I'm going to launch a commercial source um, funnily enough the West Australian chili seed exchange has a has a a tri-monthly tri I suppose every quarter we have a, a get together and a group get together um, we're now heading at the end of April I think it's the fifth or sixth one We've been to every single one and we've, we've had a little stand there and it was the first one that actually took some samples to the guys and said, what do you think? And I, you know, put some ghost chili in it and the guys are blown away. You know, you, you definitely have to do this. So three months later, I'd already had my branding done, my labeling done, chosen bottles, ready to go. Um, it literally happened that quickly. <laughs> An overnight success, three years in the making. <laughs> So what do you think goes into a really strong flavored hot sauce? I mean, for you, is it about heat? Is it about, obviously with Peri Peri, it's more about the flavor. You know, what do you personally like to see in a hot sauce? Okay, 100%. So one of our mottos, if you look at any of our bottles, it's flavor first. You got to remember, I do, I look at things commercially. Um, I'd like to keep my customers. So if you give someone a spoon of sauce and you never, ever finish the bottle, it's not commercially viable. It's also not pleasant. My motto is that I want someone to grab the bottle and literally drink it. So they're going to come back next week for another bottle because, number one, they love it. Number two, it's finished. I try and go for a flavor palette, and I – a couple of secrets here, but I try and use fresh pods. I try and use powder, and I try and use um, flakes. 
Uh, reason being is the fresh pods give you that fresh chili flavor, which is nice and it's a, it's a, I suppose texturally you also get that freshness. Um, the powder gives you a depth of flavor um, and is also, it, because it's dry, it kind of reconstitutes and gives that difference. And then the, the flakes themselves add like a raisiny kind of, you know how a raisin is just deeper than a grape? A grape is raw, raisin is like a, a, a dried kind of flavor. You get this whole different flavor profile through the, through the palate. And that's what I try and do. So most of my sauces are, are based on that. So I won't only add fresh garlic, I'll add garlic and garlic powder. I won't only okay. add fresh onion, I'll add onion and onion powder. It actually gives a different flavor profile and a, and a depth. So that's my philosophy, and that's what I try and do with most sauces. So that's me. Good inside tips. Appreciate that one. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, what different flavors do you have at the moment? Obviously, you've got peri-peri, which I've had and is awesome. And you mentioned you know, you want to have a sauce that people can drink straight from the bottle and if you we'll talk about how the people can connect with you later but there is photos or video on instagram etc of people doing that and yep. it look it's tasty stuff what what other what other sources do you have in your range at the moment so we have peri peri from mild hot scorpion reaper super hot and then there's a new source coming out i don't know how much i can say or swear on this channel but it's Hot as fuck. <laughs> it's a new brand that will be coming out. And, yeah, look out for that. But I actually – we have a range of, of mild sauces, funny enough. Um, we have a roasted garlic and herb marinade, which is perfect for chicken or lamb. I've converted two non-lamb eaters, one being my wife, so I know it, it works. Um, we have a salad dressing, which is zero heat. It's uh, roasted peppers and garlic. Um, we also have what we call a chunky chili, which we've won a few awards on our sauces. Number one was for the scorpion um, peri-peri. Number two was for the hottest fuck sauce. Um, sorry, mum. And number three was for the the chunky chili, which is literally a um, – grab a, a Philadelphia block of cheese and pour a bunch of chunky chili over it, and it's just oh, – I absolutely love it. So – We've won a few awards for those type of sauces, but they are it's made of jalapenos. So Did you have it do you have a taco seasoning? Certainly do, sir. Um, okay. <laughs> so the seasonings we have a taco seasoning which is next to no heat. Then we have a taco seasoning which is scorpion and reaper, just for, to cater for both. Then we have a steak seasoning which is general. It, there's zero heat. And there's a new spice coming out, which is called Peri Peri. What our next thing that we're going to be doing is with our sauces, it's fine having a sauce, but it's if you don't know how to cook with a sauce, it's quite difficult because you end up going, oh, I tasted that sauce. It was average or okay. So we're going to bring little how-tos in. You know, for instance, if you grab my peri-peri sauce, pour it in a bowl, then you grab the peri-peri spice, pour some in, and add mayonnaise, it's exactly like Nando's perinaise. But I'm going to show you how to make it. So in other words, it'll it'll go a hell of a long way. You know, a jar of mayonnaise is three, four, five bucks. So you can make a hell of a lot more. And that's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to show people how to cook with our sauces and how to make the best of the usage of them and get the best results. Awesome. I guess just uh, switching it up a little bit from talking about your sauce, I want to get 
I guess, down to the bottom of the business side of it. And you've really explained how that all took place. But I guess I want to know for those listening around the world that want to get started in a chili sauce business, whether it's a you know, small batch just between family and friends or want to take it bigger, what would be some of your advice for, for people that are thinking about you know, getting into this? Where should they start really? <laughs> okay, first of all, you've got to start with a passion, which most people will. Second of all, don't believe that just opening a chili company will make you heaps of money because everyone will buy it. The hardest thing is selling your product. And the second hardest thing is distribution. So if you don't have logistics as a killer, so in the States, you can open up anything and pretty much go, it's available on Amazon, ready, go. If you're in WA and you open up a company, um, we're restricted by distance. So in other words, if someone wants to buy a bottle of my sauce in, in Queensland, well, my sauce might cost 10 bucks a bottle, but it's $15 postage. So it's very, very difficult to expand from a, hobby um, and a passion to to a full-grown source company um, you know we've we've had packages I've got one in the garage which I've taken photos of it's a $300 package going over to um, uh, South America somewhere um, you put it in a in a box you wrap it up in bubble wrap you insure it for $300 it comes back two months later smashed into a ball and literally the customer's going, where's my sauce? So I've actually kind of thought that the best thing, you know, if, you, if you're a local company and it's all about buy local, um, you've got to approach the local people to promote. So go to your local IGAs, um, go to your farmer's markets and that kind of stuff. That's the best way to go forward in, in a small, um, passionate chili fashion. But second of all, um, speak to someone on a chili forum about the rules because it's very difficult. I'm, I'm fortunate enough because I, we have an IT background, so I know, you know, I go to Google and I'll research everything about nearly everything. So I went and I searched about labeling rules. I went and searched about the health, the OHS kitchen, et cetera, and I formulated my own kind of thing. Then you bounce it off. I then found the chili forum, which – Fortunate enough, you were able to ask some questions. So ask questions from everyone. You know, there's no such thing as a stupid question, um, but it's literally you've got to do it right because, you know, we we are in a, a country and, a, and, a, and a, um, a place where food rules are extremely important. You can't just go supplying a sauce to everyone um, and have everyone, everyone fall ill. You know, you, your sauce has to be a certain pH. So you've got to learn where to get it tested, how to get it tested, et cetera. So might just ask questions. I think that's, that's the most important thing. And, you know, the forum that we're in is the West Australia Chili Seed Exchange. Everyone is there to help you. Um, might anyone can touch bases with me on mrsources.com um, or the Mr. Sources Facebook page. I'll help anyone. Um, that's what it's all about. Um, you know, the reason I started Mr. Sources was to help my wife without a job, but, you know, in the process, you know, we've received 250 kilograms of chilies. Well, I've got to rely on someone to help me. So you'll call in all favors, but I've tended to call people that don't have jobs that I know that are friends of mine that don't have jobs and I'll call on them. Well, they're more than happy to help number one and number two, you know, it helps them out with a little bit of money. So it's just 
being positive, thinking about things in a different way. And yeah, that's, that's literally what, what we set out to do. Yeah, and I think it's a good point that West Australian Chili Seed Exchange is a brilliant forum. I think it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you'd be more welcome. You'd be more than welcomed as a member. And you know, from my own perspective, when I came back into this country from the UK only a year ago, joining that particular forum was a absolute game changer for me and uh, the advice that I got for for everything that I was doing in that chili sort of space, even if it's only for. You know, making five bottles for your family and friends at Christmas is more than there's people more than willing to help you in whatever you need. So, so if you, yeah, no matter where you are in the world, definitely uh, get onto Facebook and get that sorted. Look, I just want to say, you know, thank you very much for sharing your passion and experience with us. How can people people find out more about you? You know, what's your Instagram handle and uh, Facebook page, etc. Instagram, absolutely, we're just Mr. Sources, and on Facebook, um, Mr. Sources Facebook as well. So. It's Mr. Sources with a Z, and um, that's it. You can find us everywhere. So website's also mrsources.com. So it's pretty much that's what it is. Thanks for your time, Grant. All right. You're welcome. Anytime. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Grant, for that interview, and I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, As always, looking forward to firing it up next week. I'm your host, Cameron Parker, and if you want more information, just head to lordrascal.com forward slash podcast. See you in the next episode.